Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. G'day, g'day, g'day. Hola, hermanos. My name's Adam Jones. Today we're reviewing The Untethered, <laughs> the untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Self by Michael A. Singer. Mate, this was a uh, well, uh, spiritual book. Yeah. Very spiritual. Mm. Um, Mate, some I reckon really... you're going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> some stuff I really like. Some, bit, some bits was way beyond my current level of spirituality, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is as deep spiritual shit as you get. So, How do we find it? Uh, it's Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. We went to one of his things, presentations, and he recommended it, saying it's the most the best book or whatever and he talks about going from uh, I think the you know the E and the I or the E and the S quadrant to the B and the I and he said this book really yeah he said this this is what you need to read to get to the, the B and the I really? you need to yeah I do remember thought. him recommending it he said something along those lines man it seems like a bizarre choice for Robert Kiyosaki the author of you know Rich Dad Poor Dad yeah. and Cash Flow Quadrant and, and he's stuff a rough and... guy he's a rough <laughs> he's a rough man yeah. So, yeah, I was surprised that this was a Robert Kiyosaki recommendation. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to have some deep spiritual shit, but um, I'm sure our listeners will probably understand the stuff more than, than <laughs> more we. Than us, yeah. We're going to be saying stuff you, we don't even know what we're, all, what we're fucking talking about. Mate, that's, um, that's every week, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we act like we know what we know. Uh, yeah, all right, sweet. So We get stuck in. Yeah, part one, Awakening Consciousness. Or should we go to the intro? Yeah. Did you have stuff from the intro? Or do Not you... really, man. You okay, go. no, fuck it. No. Yeah. Part one. Sorry, mate. Yeah. I really like this chapter. So it's the voice inside your head. So, you know, this this goes for everyone. So he, mm. he says here, like, shoot, I can't even remember her name. What's her name? Darn. Here she comes. <laughs> oh, what is it? Sally? Sue? Shit. She just told me yesterday. <laughs> What's the matter with me? This is embarrassing. <laughs> so it's kind of like... You know, this is how your mind runs. Yeah. It's just going constantly, just talking about You're shit. You're always talking to yourself in your own head, aren't you? Yeah. So... Mate, imagine if, some, if someone was listening to the convo that was going on in your head, yeah. they'd think you're a mental patient. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's right. So, it's an absolute madman, mad show going yeah. on inside your head, he reckons. So, if you're smart, you'll take a step back and examine this voice and you'll you'll start to get it, mm. you know, get to know it better. Because this, this voice is the thing running your life. Yeah. Mate, it's funny that... Um, we both use the Headspace app, yeah. like a medita- 10-minute meditation app. And at the, like, the last minute, he always, like, you, you're meant to be concentrating the whole time. And at the end, he's like, okay, now you can, like, just stop and just don't let go. Like, you don't have to try anything. Just, if yeah. you want to think shit, just think, talk to you. And that's just, like, that's when you stop. That's the yeah. only time. <laughs> the only that's time the only time, time you actually thinking. stop. <laughs> so, during the meditation, if it's 15 minutes, you'll be thinking for about 14 minutes. Yeah, you're trying to stop. And then but you, you can't. And yeah. then as soon as he says you can you can do whatever you want, that's mm. when you just you start. It's weird. Yeah, interesting but, shit. Yeah. So yeah, the cause the real cause of problems isn't life itself. It's the commotion that the mind makes about, you know, what's going on outside that causes mm. all your problems. Yeah, it says it, like you recreate what's happening outside and you like recreate it in your own mind and that's where you're living. Yeah, and that's where all the problems are. So yeah. you get a you know, this this whole book's about getting on top of that mm. kind of stuff. So he says, if you have a if you have a build up of nervous, fearful, or desire based energies, then the you know the voice goes nuts. It's just yeah. just constant, incessant, and uh, yeah. So it, I guess the cure or the advice would be to just consciously observe the world as opposed to narrating it. Because mm. I think we yeah, we're, everything we do, we're we're narrating it. Yeah. So yeah, this. So he says, true growth is transcending the part of you um, that. 
is not okay or this mine and, and always needs protection. And this is done by remembering that you are the one inside noticing the talking. Mm. So that's who you really are. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, and he's, yeah, he says like we use this narration as like a defense mechanism of protection to not actually, yeah, to I guess make up our own stories as to what's going on. And we think it's protecting us. But as you said, mate, that's where we're making all the problems ourselves. Yeah. Uh, chapter mm. two. Yeah. Pretty similar stuff. You're in a room, mate. Mm. So you get to find peace and contentment and realize that that the eye that is always talking will never be content. So this mm. voice going on constantly, it's never it's never going to be content. So if you're feeling like jealous or something, rather than seeing how you can protect yourself from the jealousy, look inside and just see what part of you that is having the problem with with jealousy. So yeah, it's, it's all yeah taking a step back and analyzing where you are, where these feelings are coming from yeah and as you said there's you're never going to be content there's always going to be some kind of problem you're never free from the problems as soon as you solve one there's another problem yeah yeah so yeah it just talks and talks and talks and and you don't notice it but um because you don't want to take a step back away from it so yeah that's what Mm. you meant to so realize you're locked in with an absolute (laughs) absolute maniac yeah so it says it like like i guess as a way of uh, visualizing it there's you and then the person who keeps talking in your head is your roommate Mm. and you're locked in there with him or her uh and they're crazy so yeah this is this is so you get to deal with your whole life yeah this this roommate so and he says so rather than trying to solve every single problem i get the the better way is to take a step back and try and solve this in a roommate which is where all the problems are occurring or yeah. being experienced. Yeah, you might be out there having a, a good day and he uses the example, you know, it's your wedding day or something and it should be fucking unreal. You, you yeah. know, you're getting married and all that. But then your mind just starts going on about, oh shit, is this the right person? I'm not really getting mm. nervous about this. What should I do? Mm. Um, you know, if someone else outside said that to you, you just you'd ignore yeah. them. Because it's your inner roommate, you, it yeah. always pulls your attention from the present and then makes you think about whatever it has to say. Yeah, that's spot on. As you said, if if someone else was telling you these things, you wouldn't put up with it. But yeah. we tell it to ourselves though, so that's that's odd. Yeah. Any more on that chapter for you, mate? No, I think that's the biggest one. Just the biggest takeaway was just like, try and imagine that these problems, it's like a part of you. It's not you. Yeah. It's a different part of you experiencing the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chapter three, who are, who are you? When you... The chapter titles that, you know, it's going to be a deep. <laughs> and mate, I struggled. I didn't get this one. <laughs> Who are you? So, uh, yeah, he starts with just saying, uh, my la- hi, my, <laughs> like the, the label of your name. So, yeah. you know, Sally Smith, born in 1965 in New York or whatever. So if you ask the question, who are you? You might say, oh, I'm Adam Ashton. I'm a fucking podcaster, legend dude yeah. or whatever. But that's, you're actually saying the story about things that have happened to you. Mm. when the question is who are you and, and what he says is it's you know you're the person behind all that stories or something like that yeah and so he's sort of like he takes you through I guess a bit of a journey of the different levels they he keeps drilling down with this person this Sally Smith person mm. and so after that so you said that they she told the stories of what had happened in the past and then he's like oh no that's what you've happened in the past who are you now and she's like oh you know I'm this five foot six lady i weigh three, 135 pounds and this is where i am but he's like well so the How five foot in kilos uh quick math is probably around 60 60 quite, kgs it's quite a fit girl yep sorry continue yeah. <laughs> um sorry. 61 or so, 61 <laughs> i just did uh but yeah so he was like well if you're this like 60 61 kilo person hmm. 
was it a different person when you were not 35 years old, but when you were 10 years old and you were only 80 pounds? Mm. Was that a different person? Yeah, it's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So I think just, she, I don't know, this, this Sally Smith keeps getting the answer wrong. Yeah, so she's just, <laughs> she's not, she doesn't know who she is, Sally. She's going to be on fine herself. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the one who sees, so you, you know, what, who you are is like you're the person behind, yeah, just like behind the story, like behind the thoughts or whatever. Mm. And yeah, that's where you live. So that's the answer. Is that the right answer? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get it, but yeah. I don't no. know, we don't know who we are, mate. <laughs> I don't know why, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Deep shit. Hey, read that bit out again, the, the actual answer. Oh, I am the one who sees from back in here somewhere. I look out and I'm aware of the events, thoughts and emotions that pass before me. Nice. If you go deep, that's where you live. Cool. Yeah. So if, if anyone didn't answer that, you're wrong. Yeah. That's, that's the right answer. <laughs> um, mate, my favorite chapter was number four. The Lucid Self. Yeah, nice. It's, I liked it, but it's one that I'll rely on you for this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I connected with the star because I used to be a lucid dreamer as well. So it, You've actually also, done it. When I was younger, when I was like five or six, I used to oh, really? lucid dream. So I'd, oh, let's see. So lucid dreaming, if you're not aware, it's like you wake up or you realize you're dreaming. And mm. so, dude, it used to be sick. I used to be able to fly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking in my dream. So I'd like run up take a jump and then fly and float around. And you controlled it. And I met quite a few people who've had the same experiences when mm. they were younger. But he relates this to what we are doing in, in real life. So in, mm. in a lucid dream, you're, you kind of wake up and you realize, like, fuck, yeah, I can actually do what mm. I want or whatever. And he relates that to real life. It's like when you first observe that you're not fully absorbed in your thoughts, it's like waking up from a lucid dream because you realize mm. you're not fully consumed in this mm. in this uh, imagery. Nice. So I guess to contrast that with normal, a normal dream is when you're dreaming, you feel like you're fully immersed and that you feel like it's you're in that dream, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Whereas a lucid dream is you're aware and you know that you're dreaming. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it uses the example of like when you watch TV and it's a, say it's a sick movie or something, you, you get fully absorbed and you engage and you, you're mm-hmm. not aware of yourself at all mm-hmm. for two hours, say, for a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. But he, he relates that to what happens if in the movie, rather than just having your visual and auditory, you had touch, taste, smell, and all your senses absorbed. And then he said, then you're gone. You're long gone. <laughs> and once you start thinking, you're, you're fully absorbed in that movie or story or whatever. So it's been, so he says being aware of that. And mm-hmm. um, that's when you you wake up from this big fucking mm-hmm. thing. And um, yeah, you become a spiritual yep. dude, master, and then you've, Got your shit together. Mate, is it all just a dream? Mate, that's just... Or is that too far? That's too far. Too, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> too early for that, mate. Too... <laughs> I don't know. <Yeah>. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, so you said that like, yeah, when you... So meditate, the highest state of meditation is when you contemplate the nature of self. Is mm. that right? Yeah. So that's what we gotta, we got to try and work out. Yeah, because it's... Uh, Interesting stuff. Um, part two. Part two is experiencing energy. And chapter five was infinite. Energy. Infinite energy. So he said there's like there's energy that you need for physical activities, but then there's a, almost a different type of energy you need for like mental yeah. activities. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not talking about you know your burger, your Kelly Jules and your yeah. burger. It's more yeah. like say if you you broke up with your missus or something, and then uh, she you know you can't get out of bed, you're really upset, and you're mm. depressed, and then she. You get a message saying, hey, you know, I'm naked, come over. <laughs> I added a bit of salt and pepper there. But 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, you just bounce out of bed and you'd have you all this energy, energy come back. out of no- yeah. you know. All, where does all this energy come from? Mm. So he says this is like what the Chinese call chi energy, and it's uh, yeah not related to your food or whatever. It's just he says it's something like being open, mm. and you know, vice versa, you can be closed. Mm. So you were saying we've got these like energy centers, yeah, yeah, the chakras, and like those energy centers. That's where they come from. But as you say, if you if you had a, a an event like it. You got dumped or you got fired at work or something. You're closing off these energy centers and you don't have that energy. Yeah. So you've got to open them up, get that infinite energy. Yeah. And if you're always open, then yeah, infinite energy. Mate. I sort of don't get how do you open and close. <laughs> <laughs> or is that the point? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you want to be open. You want to be open to the energy. I think it's just that example being all... Oh, yeah, I'm actually... I, don't know. But it, I, I, suppose like, I suppose you can sort of tell if, if you're... He's, they almost make it out like it's a sort of a conscious choice to be open to it. Yeah, mm. I'm sure you can tell if you if you're like really upset, really depressed. Yeah, I'd agree that, that you can choose to not be upset and depressed, yeah. like Tony Robbins I, style. Yeah, I think what the whole book is about is just being aware of it. So if you're mm. in that state, I think step one is just go fuck. I'm actually yeah. you know depressed or whatever. And then you, if you look at it, and then you might not get fully consumed in that story that you know mm. tells you why you're depressed and then you can uh yeah upgrade to um be untethered untethered yeah that's what it's all about he uh, says um yeah if you love life nothing is worth closing over never uh nothing is worth closing your heart for so yeah so mm. keep that keep that heart open keep that heart going yeah. chapter 9 remove your inner thorn so just skip a few chapters there yeah so uh, this is, are we up to this is part 3 freeing, oh, sorry, freeing yeah. yourself yeah Freedom time. Yeah. So removing your inner thorn choice. So, you know, a thorn being like something bad that's happened and you mm. can choose to avoid the thorn and like mm. put a whole layers upon layers, avoid it, or you can uh, just, you know, rip the thorn out. Yeah. So you've got two options for, for your thorns, whether that's a bad, something bad that's happened to you that's impacting your decisions or whether it's fear. One is to recognize it and release it or one is to keep it and hide it and so as you say you can either he used like the, the uh, an image of if you actually had a thorn stuck in you that was touching a nerve one option is to make sure nothing touches it hmm. but the other option is just take that take yeah. that sucker out yeah take it out so again it's just you get to free yourself by finding self and you're the one who notices it and- yeah don't try to hide it if you see that the thorn is the root of all your problems yeah. get that thorn out yeah just examine it and uh, yeah have a good look at it and then the the thorn might dissolve or... Yeah. And he says, don't doubt your ability to remove the thorn. Sometimes if people get um, caught up in something bad that's happened, they might think that they can't remove the thorn, but mm. you can. Yeah. So say if you're lonely, he, he mentions. So if you're doing push-ups because you don't want to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Throw back to many habits. What, uh, <laughs> so you don't find your... <laughs> You don't say, what can I do to not feel lonely? You know, you might feel like calling everyone. You, you kind of just examine it for what it is and then, yeah, don't avoid it. Uh, is this where he talks about the dog? I might be mixing up. I don't remember the section. He talks about like, so you might call up your friend because you don't want to be lonely anymore and if they, if they can't, um, no, nah, they say, sorry, they're too busy, they can't hang out with you. So you might go and call your dog Spot. He's got a dog Spot. Yeah. And then if your dog doesn't come to you, <laughs> it might be just like the dog 
is tired or not interested, but you would tell yourself that the dog doesn't want to come to you. No one likes yeah. you. And then you go and get Maccas and watch yeah. a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lonely. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, there's, don't don't tell yourself those stories. Yeah, your dog just it's just a dog. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs> Chapter ten. You got any more on that one? No. Nah. Uh, stealing freedom for your soul. Mm. The prerequisite of uh, the prerequisite to true freedom is to decide that you don't want to suffer anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, in in uh, the mental and emotional energies, constant. You're always constantly suffering, apparently, yeah. <laughs> to one degree or another. Mm. And uh, I think the Buddha says something like that as well. Mm. You know, everything's suffering or something. Yeah, definitely. There's no reason for stress, inner pain, fear. Yeah, like there's no positive benefits to having these things, really. So we gotta let that shit go. Yeah, and suffering. So it it goes on about the mind being like some. You know, it's a pretty cool tool. It can solve problems. You know, progress humanity. And do all that, but like a lot of the time, we give our mind the wrong tasks. Like we'll give the task: I want everyone to like me, or mm. I want to be a billionaire, or I want this. So everything in your mind that if you're not getting that, it'll cause all these problems and incessantly, yeah, going on like that. So and yeah, stop expecting the mind to fix what's wrong with you. Yeah, and as you kept saying those things, like I want, mm. um, just because you want it doesn't mean that the universe is obliged to give it to you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Any more on that? No. Chapter 11, the pain, the price of uh, freedom. So true spiritual growth is deep transformation coming to peace with pain. Yeah, so to get... We want that freedom, hmm. but I guess pain is how we get there, sort of. Is, yeah. that, sort of, is that sort of right? Am I yeah. interpreting that correctly? Yeah, so... Yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. We don't know all that. <laughs> no. So if someone calls you a cunt, you, <laughs> you may think, shit, I don't have to put up with this loser. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm going to walk away. I'm never going to talk to this idiot again. But you do this because you can't handle the pain. Your psychology will build a whole structure around this person calling you a cunt. And mm. and that's where your energy is, is closed. And mm. then you'll go off and try and rationalize why you're right and why you're wrong. So you need to avoid this tendency to avoid... Pain, and this is the core of true spiritual work, he says. So, yeah, and once yeah. you come to terms with this kind of stuff, you, you will begin to have beautiful experience rise up and realize that there is an ocean of love behind this fear and pain, he says. Yeah, awesome. And I think with that example you said, by someone calls you a cunt and you don't want to face that pain, so you want to shut this person out, but that's like you're compromising your own freedom because then you might think, oh, oh, this guy's going to this party tonight, I don't want to go there. Yeah. Because um, he's there. So you're compromising your own freedom, whereas if you don't tell yourself that story and just you, you wear that pain from, from being yeah. called a cunt, then yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, yeah. fuck, who cares? That's, that's your freedom. Just let right it there. go. Just let it all go. Yeah. Next one is part four. Yep. Which is... Going beyond. Going far, far beyond. Yeah, chapter 13. Yep. Like this one. So big, big on the comfort zone here. Mm. So our natural tendency through evolution or whatever is to stay within our comfort zone and that mm-hmm. keeps you finite. So going beyond always means letting go of the effort to keep things within your defined limits. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Within your comfort zone, if you stay within your comfort zone, you're going to stay exactly where you are. You're not going to grow. You're not going to progress. Yeah. You've got to get beyond, far, far beyond, as he says. Mm. So when you awake spiritually, you realize that you are caged and you wake up and realize you can hardly move in there and you're constantly hitting the limit to your comfort zone. So, you know, understand that and then that's when you can progress 
and, and grow. And another big part of that is that you said the, the limits of your comfort zone. That's self-imposed. Yeah. You're putting your own limits on there. So it's up to you to go beyond the limits that you're just you're um, creating for yourself. Yeah. So this this is obviously a principle that it's pretty much covered in all books, whether it's business or spiritual or fucking whatever, finance. Yeah. It's just, it's going beyond in our, yeah, figuring out. Yeah. It says to go beyond. It requires changes at the core of your being as well. So... Mm. Destroy those limits that you're creating for yourself. Yeah. Go beyond. Just lie on there. I did the um, yeah. Stephen guys. <laughs> get his right name wrong every time. <laughs> did uh, I slide down in the middle of South Bank last week? Yeah. Just for about ten seconds. It was so it was so uncomfortable. I, I, I got about, a selfie. Yeah, I was sent a selfie to Ashton. It was uh, yeah, it was weird. Did was anyone? Did you get some looks? Yeah, I got some looks. People thought I was a hobo because I'm, <laughs> I'm actually carrying a bit of a beard at the moment. So. You know, if I was looking clean shaven, maybe it wouldn't be too. But you had like you had like business attire. True, yeah, that's true. So <laughs> anyway, that was definitely a comfort challenge. Yeah, which we're a big fan of. Um, mate, uh, any more on that? Part five. No, part five. Living life. So just making the decision: Do you want to be happy, or do you want to be unhappy? And you know, if you're going to be happy, make it unconditional. So yeah, someone might say, "Yeah, of course I want to be happy, but but my wife let me." Or, mm. of course, I want to be happy, but I'm not rich. Mm. But, you know, just fucking make it unconditional. Yeah. Happy no matter what. I'd say this chapter 15, the path to unconditional happiness is my favorite uh, favorite chapter of the book, I'd say. Yeah. There's so many things that could happen, but they haven't happened yet. Um, so, he says it's not a question of whether bad things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. Mm. But so, the question is... Are you willing to be happy regardless of those bad things? They're going to happen, so it's up to you to, to decide to be happy anyway. Hmm. Yeah. He says the purpose of your life is to enjoy and learn from your experiences. You are not put on earth to suffer. Yep. Bang on. That's, that's some deep, deep, deep shit. Bang. It's a good moment of silence after that one. Mm. Chapter Mate, he says in the end <laughs> sorry but I didn't know you were finished no I was just taking a deep breath no, he said in the end enjoying life's experiences is the only rational thing to do it's irrational to, to try and you know to suffer or try and control everything yeah. bad things are going to happen just just take it yeah. roll with it roll I with think the that's the whole idea of being untethered yeah like, get untethered you know, don't get someone throws a piece of an air gate out <laughs> you just cop it <laughs> Just cop it. Just cop it. That's it. Just cop the egg. You gotta, yeah, untether yourself. Release yourself. Don't, yeah. don't try and be happy just because good things happen. You gotta untether. Yeah, ha- be happy anyway. Just cop whatever. Yeah. So, um, man, there was a there was a good bit here. He had his, he had a story about God, um, which doesn't have to be God if uh, if you don't believe in God, but it could be anyone at a godlike level. But he yeah. says, you know, so God's, you know, he's created Earth. He's created all these people and he thinks he might head down to earth and, and speak to one of his creations and he, you know, he finds a human and he says, oh, you know, how are you doing? And the human says, oh, you know, what do you mean? How am I doing? So God says, well, do you like it here? And this human's like, no, I don't like it here. There are trees, they're bent in funny places. They're not straight. Animals are like shitting everywhere and mosquitoes mm. are biting me and, and uh, you know, my nose is too big. My ears are too small. My toes are weird. You know, I'm not happy. This, I'm not a uh, whoever created me didn't do a good job. So God's thinking this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's, and instead, he finds another human and says, "You know, how are you doing? This person's ecstatic. Everything's beautiful. You know, there's the waves are amazing. You know, everything's everything's amazing. So God's going to hang out with those people. Yeah. 
God doesn't want to hang out with the losers who just think everything's yeah. a mess. So whereas the first guy goes, oh, these mosquitoes are buying me, it sucks. <laughs> the other person's like, oh, look at these mosquitoes, hands pro-. you know, they've got enough balls to go out to a, a human. You know, <laughs> we wouldn't have that. Imagine if we were the size of a mozzie going up against a... Yeah, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. Go, it's like going up against a T-Rex or something. <laughs> I wouldn't you just do it, wouldn't that's do for it. sure. Suicide. Um, but yeah, so yeah, if you, if you want to invite God into your life, don't complain about anything that's slightly not so good. Yeah. Be yeah. grateful, you know. Yeah. Got it pretty good. If you listen to this, you probably got a pretty good day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, As, yeah. I'm definitely not religious. I thought it just thought it was a good story. Yeah, great. Could story. be God. Could be uh, God. Just rocks good up. Looking yeah. good looking girl. Good looking girls. I'd say the same. They want to hang out with. Oh, true. Yes. Yeah. Could yeah. be a, you know, you know, rich rich uncle or something. He wants to hang out with cool people. Yeah. Whoever your God is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Chapter seventeen. Contemplating death. Mm. So it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like on the surface, it sounds like a pretty morbid thing to talk about, but it's mm. it's fucking it's liberating to realise you're going to die one day. So you know, <laughs> you're actually going to cark it. Yeah, well, it's come, it's sort of come up in a couple of books, like Timber Hawkeye's book we did yeah. Buddhist Boot Camp came up in um, Guide to the Good Life we did. That, as you say, realising that you know you might. The next time you breathe out, there might not be another yeah. breath coming back in. That's right. He says a wise person realizes when you breathe out, it might not come back in. And mm. So whatever you're doing That's right scary. now. I don't, want to, I want to hold my breath. I don't want to breathe it out. Yeah, man. I want to stay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he says whatever you're doing right now, someone was doing that when they died. <laughs> so if you're a listener and you know, you're driving your car or you're, I don't know what you're doing, you're sitting down having your brekkie with your coffee or whatever, someone was doing that when they died. Mm. I wonder if, um, what do you mean for podcast, mate? <laughs> <laughs> do anyone doing a podcast when they died? It's pretty possibly. Fun. It'd be funny. You never know, though. It'd be a long episode, wouldn't it? <laughs> It'd never get out. Yeah. So, yeah, love it. Um, um, but I guess what's the role of that is just realizing, you know, life's precious. Don't take it for granted. Yeah. Spot on, man. And then, um, yeah, for me, that closes out the book. Yeah. There's two more chapters, but though. Secret yeah. in the Middle Way and The Love and Eyes of God. It's probably stuff that's, uh, you know, for the next level spiritual crew. <laughs> Man, the middle, the middle Way was okay, but no, nah, we'll leave it there. I'd say that's it. Yeah, it's been a good app. But it's, um, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed the book. Yeah. Exp- in terms of comfort zone, it expanded the mm. comfort zone of, of reading when it gets all spiritual and shit. Definitely something different to our usual, our usual setup, I'd say. Yeah. So you got something out of it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'm most, feeling pretty spiritual right now. Mate, I noticed that. you got, you got this <laughs> calm, zen-like energy we normally don't have during the app. You're yeah. fucking... You, you seem pretty chilled out. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Should we good? Mate, should we... Yeah, let's find a good song. Should we sing the song of the Tev? <laughs> Tether time? <laughs> Tether time. Shoot. I can't even remember her name. What is her name? Don. Here she comes. Oh, no. What is it? Sally? Sue? She told me yesterday, but now I've forgotten. What's what's the matter with me? This is going to be so embarrassing. What's her name? Get yourself untethered. The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Wait, Jonesy. You're a chunk. Yourself. You're in a movie. 
sight, touch, smell, and auditory. Open your heart. Don't close off to the energy. Feel the energy of chi. Chi. And chakras make it infinite. Contemplate your mortality. Be happy no matter what. Decide, 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 decide to be happy. Decide, 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 decide.